Hi, everybody, and welcome. It's the Eagles Live Podcast. Eagles insider Dave Spadaro here. As the Eagles get ready for the Chicago Bears on Sunday, the NFL's Wild Card Weekend concludes with the Eagles at the Bears at Soldier Field. The teams played last year, but the Bears team now versus 2017, not even a little bit of a resemblance. That team was one that finished at the bottom of the NFC North. This team, a 12-4 record, champions in their division. First-year head coach Matt Nagy doing a terrific job bringing along a young offense. And the addition of Khalil Mack has helped the Bears become one of the most formidable defenses in the National Football League. In this Eagles Live podcast, we'll go into the locker room and talk to the players about the matchup and what it takes to stay alive in the 2018 NFL playoffs. We'll also hear from some of the experts, Merrill Reese, Mike Quick, Brian Westbrook, their thoughts as the Eagles prep for the Bears. But as always, we'd like to start the podcast with our exclusive one-on-one with head coach Doug Peterson, who has done just a terrific job turning the football team around. From a 4-6 and six record, the Eagles winning five of their last six games, securing the sixth spot in the NFC playoff picture, and now preparing for the Chicago Bears. So let's get right to it. Doug Peterson, one-on-one. Doug Peterson, playoffs once again. What have you learned about this football team in the regular season that can help you in Chicago? Well, I think just the way we've hung in there down the stretch when a lot of people probably counted us out. Quite frankly, after the Saints game, I think people sort of wrote us off. But we didn't. We believed, came back the next week, got ready for the next opponent, and we just kind of keep it simple that way. So it's no different. Obviously, there's a sense of urgency now. You're in the postseason, and it's that one-game mentality. It's a do-or-die situation. So have to have a good week of practice and preparation heading into Chicago. Playing your best football, that's what you're supposed to do. Play your best football at the end of the season. You're supposed to. And I really feel like we're doing that in really all three phases. Defense had a superb performance the other night. I think 89 total yards, 0 for 9 on third down. I mean, created one interception, one turnover. So they're playing fast. The D-line is playing aggressive, and that's what you got to have this time of year. What will it take to beat the Chicago Bears defense that leads the league in interceptions, run defense? They seem complete. Biggest thing is you got to possess the football and you got to secure the football. They're an opportunistic team. They're creating turnovers. They're getting a ton of interceptions this year and they've generated pass rush, which allowed quarterbacks really to throw off balance and to throw in coverage. And this is a Vic Fangio group that's playing extremely fast. They're aggressive. And so you got to control it. You got to control the line of scrimmage, have the ability to run the football, and then can't turn it over. Thanks, Doug. Thank you. One of the big acquisitions for the Eagles this season, a trade made in March, and at the time, people scratched their head. Why would the Eagles look to upgrade an already deep and talented position? Why would Seattle trade a player like veteran Michael Bennett, who does so much on the football field? How would Bennett fit into the culture of Philadelphia? Well, all of those questions have been answered in a positive way for the Eagles and for Bennett. Bennett had nine and a half sacks for the Eagles this season, a leader on the field. He's assimilated himself well in the locker room and throughout the organization. And now it's playoff time. And Bennett has shined in his career in the playoffs. 10 postseason games, three quarterback sacks, and of course, a championship with the Seattle Seahawks. I had a chance to go one-on-one with Bennett in the Eagles locker room, and we talked about the Bears and the playoffs. Are they different than regular season games? Here we go, one-on-one with number 77. 
there's a point of the season where everybody was full of disbelief. You know, everybody had that idea that the Eagles were finished and torched and nobody really had anything good to say. That's when the season's the best because it's like you got your team, you got your bunch of brothers, and you figure out how to overcome. And I think we did a great job of that. Why do you think, Michael, you were able to collectively overcome it? I just think we just got a whole bunch of guys who are just gritty. I think we got a whole bunch of guys who have been overlooked and they have the opportunity to stand in front of a crowd of people and just say, we about this and we're going to do what we need to do. And I think that's how the city of Philly is. And I think that's how we are. We're a gritty, gritty bunch of guys who just want to be able to you know, have success in our own way. What changes in the playoffs? What's the game like? Is it a different game? I don't think so. I think people who go into the playoffs and try to make it a different game don't play their best games. And I think for us, you know, you treat every game exactly the same. I think if you do that, you will always play a great game, but if you always play better because it's in fun Sunday night or this game, then you won't be able to play your best football. When you look at the Bears, what do you see from that offense? Uh, I see a lot of set of weapons. I think 29 is just really explosive, the way that he is able to affect the game in the passing and then affect the game in the rushing and also affect the game on special teams. Very unique player. I think Jordan Howard, you know, this is his first season without 1,000 yards, but if you look at all the tough runs that he had, you know, a 1,300-yard rusher as a rookie, that's amazing, you know, so this got a lot of weapons, and of course, the receiving core is a very good receiving core. Tight ends are good, and I think Trubisky is a, a nice quarterback. I think he's able to escape a lot of um, sacks. He's able to make some tough throws, and overall, he's a tough quarterback. And I think the way that Matt Nagy and the rest of the guys run the offense, he's able to you know pull into what he does great, the great attributes that he has. They're able to play well into his scheme and allow him to play at a high level. A lot of people talking about the Bears front. You guys take that personally? No, you can't take it personally. Khalil Mack is an outstanding player. I've had a chance to play Khalil Mack a couple times, and he's an outstanding guy. He's able to rush the passer so many different ways. Akeem Hicks, really good player. I think he's on the up and up as a as a defensive player in this league. And then also Eddie Goldman, Floyd. You know, there's a lot of great weapons. Jackson, uh, DBs, and uh, corners, uh, Fuller, and all those guys. I think they just have a lot of great players. And I think uh, Raquan Smith. All these guys are really good players when you think about defense. And I think they have a great front you know, and you just want to be able to play but Vic is a great defensive coordinator had a lot of chance to play against his defense when I was in uh, Seattle and watched those guys in San Francisco with Justin Smith Ray McDonald Alden Smith Navarro Bowman Patrick Willis Carlos Rogers all these guys Deshaun Ghoston um, there's a lot of great players on their team and, and the same defense is the same way that they're doing now and I think he just has a great way of putting a lot of great players in a lot of great positions and I think that defense is one of the best in the league. The big question for the Eagles really is this. How in the world did this team go from 4-6 and six to 9-7? and seven? I posed that very question to Pro Bowl tight end Zach Ertz, and here's his response. I think guys just really evaluated themselves. I think everyone kind of just looked in the mirror. I think everyone just really reflected on how we could be better as individuals and ultimately as a football team. And the first 10 weeks of the year definitely weren't going how we wanted them to go. But no one panicked. No one was pointing fingers. I think everyone just kind of got back to the basics and focused on their job and maximizing their job. I think it showed up the past couple weeks. I also think this is the healthiest we've been as a football team. Not as many injuries, especially at key positions. So overall, I think this is the best football we've played all year. The offense has a big challenge on Sunday against the Bears defense that leads the NFL in run defense, that leads the NFL in takeaways, that leads the NFL in interceptions, that leads the NFL in the lowest passer rating compiled by opposing quarterbacks. 
The Chicago Bears defense is the real deal. And Nick Foles has been preparing all week for the different looks, the pressure packages, and the general wall-to-wall soundness of this Bears defense. Foles believes that patience is important and the Bears coverage schemes, the way they disguise their looks, well, he has to be on top of his game, not only from a physical standpoint, but from a mental standpoint as well. Studying film, seeing what they do, I mean, they're extremely talented defense. I'm really impressed with what I see, what I see from their front, from their secondary, from their linebackers. They do a great job with vision. The reason they have a lot of turnovers, obviously, is the pressure they can cause up front, which causes a little havoc. Quarterbacks holding on the ball, and then, you know, their secondary understands concepts. They can tell when receivers are running different routes, what else is coming behind it, so they're able to, you know, have vision on it and cut it, and, you know, they have really good ball skills, and that's something that you don't always see. So I've been very impressed, you know, while I'm watching film of what they do. So. The key to that is really going out there executing, being aware of you know when they have vision, what they're doing, and ultimately playing fast and not worrying about making mistakes. Foles, of course, has playoff experience having won the Super Bowl a year ago. Of course, he was the MVP of Super Bowl 52. On the other side of the field, the Bears quarterback Mitchell Trubisky has zero playoff experience in his two NFL seasons. Does that make any kind of difference for the Eagles on Sunday? It's a question that Foles pondered during the week. I think the experience helps. Um, I think the fact that, you know, we put ourselves in a position this season where we had to do something like that, where we lost some close ones. This last stretch, there wasn't, you know, a high percent chances of us even being in this situation we're in now. I think that experience helps us, but, you know, the momentum part is simply confidence, confidence in one another. But at the end of the day, we're in the playoffs and we're going against a team that is also extremely confident. We're going to be the road team. We're going into their house. This is a really tall task. This is a great opponent something that as an athlete and a competitor you look forward to playing these games so i think as long as we you know we continue to work you know we know how we've prepared these last several weeks continue to do that and then once we get into game day and we're on the field we just lean on each other and play fast i think that's the key with five wins in the last six games the eagles are a team that well let's be honest nobody really wants to see in the postseason Does what they did last year and how they finished the season this year make the Eagles a quote-unquote dangerous team? Foles says, well, sure, absolutely. You know, I think the big thing is we're a confident team. We're a team that, you know, we talk about all the time. It's about, you know, the people inside this building that work together. And with that confidence, that belief in one another, you can go out there and do great things. So we've been able to do that the last several weeks. Those weeks don't mean anything right now because we're in a new week. So we just have to continue to believe that way, continue to prepare that way. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but that's simple. I mean, I can say all these different things, but it doesn't mean anything. The second I hit the field, that's what matters. So it's the little things I do from right now till then and all of us in this building do right now till then that will matter and allow us to play confidently on game day. I'm head coach Doug Peterson. You want Philly Philly? Yeah, let's do it. Philly special. And you're listening to the Eagles Live podcast with Dave Spadaro. One of the primary focus points for the Eagles this week has been what to do with Bears' extraordinary pass rusher, Khalil Mack. Now, he was acquired by the Bears in a trade with Oakland this year. Big price to pay, three first-round draft picks to get Mack. But all Mack did was come into Chicago and help transform that defense and really the entire culture in Chicago. He had 12 and a half sacks. He makes offenses account for his presence. And for the Eagles to win on Sunday, they've got to neutralize as best they can Khalil Mack. Eagles offensive coordinator Mike Groh gives us a scouting report on how the Bears use Mack and what the Eagles can do to counter that. 
Yeah, they'll move them around. They'll move them around. You'd be on the right, be on the left, they'll be inside. Do a lot of different things with them. And obviously, he's an elite pass rusher, which we faced a, a few of those guys this year. But he certainly is excellent. What can the Eagles defense expect on Sunday? A Bears offense that uses a lot of trickery, a lot of motion, a lot of deception to create positive plays. Matt Nagy, Chicago's head coach, has done a good job working with the available talent. Certainly, the acquisition of Trey Burton in free agency has helped at the tight end position. But it really begins with Trubisky, the second-year quarterback, a former first-round draft pick out of the University of North Carolina. Well, he'll be something that Trubisky will be a player the Eagles will try to take out of his game. And his game, says defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz, is built on athletic ability. He's sort of a point guard out there, moving the ball around to a lot of different guys. He does a really good job of executing what they're doing in their run game with all their layers of zone reads and RPOs. They run a lot of different RPOs, three by one, two by two, slants, slant flats, stick outs, hitches, speed outs. I mean, all those, just because it's a run doesn't mean it's not going to be a pass. And he makes the right reads, puts the ball in good position. He's also a really good athlete and, and can extend plays, throws really well on the run. All those things will be challenges for us. The other factor to strongly worry about for the Chicago Bears is Tariq Cohen. Compared mostly to Darren Sproles, a younger version, of course, Cohen is someone who moves around the formation and really is treated like a wide receiver, not a running back. Here is Schwartz talking about the very dangerous Tariq Cohen. Like, literally, they use them all over the place, line them up in the backfield, line them up as wide receiver, wide receiver motion into the backfield, in the backfield motion out, jet sweep, inside runs, outside runs, you know, deep passes, short passes. He's a really important part of their offense. We saw that a little bit last year. We knew how talented he was last year. He's in the same vein this year, and, you know, they're finding ways to get him the ball. All right, let's get some perspective here. It's time for the Merrill Minute with the voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese. Intercepted by Allen. Eric Allen down the far sideline. Stepped over a man. He's going to go. Give it to Smith and they stop him again. Touchdown by Rob Carpenter. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Time now to welcome in the great Merrill Reese for the Merrill Minute here on the Eagles Live podcast. And Merrill, we're talking about the playoffs. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? It's an amazing thing, Dave. It just gets everybody's New Year off to a great start. The Eagles in Chicago as a wild card team. I know you were at the Fog Bowl. I know you were there when Donovan led the Eagles to victory in Chicago. Do you see this as a particularly daunting task? It's certainly a difficult one, but I'm not sure it's a daunting task. What's the difference between daunting and difficult? <laughs> daunting means that you are really, really prohibitively in the underdog category. I don't see that as the easy. No, in that case, I would say it's going to be a challenge. challenge. The Bears are going to be the favorite team. The Eagles have to play extremely well to win, and they can't. It's not a game in which I look at it and say, oh, wow, the Eagles are going to have to go out of their minds, and the Bears are going to have to play their D-minus game. That no. would be a daunting task. Okay, that would be a daunting task. So I would say it's a difficult task. It's a great challenge for the Eagles against Maybe the best defense in the entire National Football League. Maybe the best defensive player in Khalil Mack. But it's one that they are capable of handling. Merrill, let's begin with the coaches and Matt Nagy, who was here beginning his NFL coaching career. Under Andy Reid, coaching with Doug Peterson, they're great friends. What do you remember, if anything, about Matt Nagy? I just remember that they activated him in training camp as a player <laughs> for a day because they needed an extra body. And I remember him running the two-minute drill. And I remember him 
rolling left and throwing a pass downfield. He's got a very, very good arm. But that's about all I remember about Matt Nagy. Really nice guy, young coach, aggressive. The things that he's done with that offense, Merrill, impressive in that they don't really have off-the-chart talent. No, they don't. On that off- but he schemes creativity is wonderful. He sticks to the run game. He's found a role for somebody like Tariq Cohen beyond just a third down player. I think he's taken his talent and really maximized it. I think you're right. I think our old friend Trey Burton has made some impressive catches for them. Trubisky is a good young quarterback, still ascending, still somebody that you can capitalize on when he's not doing the right thing. I mean, he has thrown 12 interceptions this year, so he can turn it over. But he's smart. The thing you have to worry about most with Trubisky is that he is very mobile and he can take off. I think he's run for over 400 yards. Merle, the Eagles defense, have they taken the next step? As unbelievable as it sounds, given all the injuries in the secondary, some of the turmoil they've had back there this year. The Houston game, certainly not a masterpiece, but certainly the front four, the front seven, they have really gotten consistent pressure, and that makes such a difference. Dave, from where they were, I think they've taken three next steps. I mean, they are light years better than they were in that New Orleans game. Since then, they've gotten better and better, and people like Crevan LeBlanc have stepped forward and made plays. Rasul Douglas, we weren't really sure how good a draft pick he was, and then lately, he has been a tackling machine. He is one of the best tacklers on this team, and he's made some big-time pass defenses. And Avante Maddox coming back into the lineup has made a world of difference. Well, he's he's outstanding. Outstanding player. Outstanding player. I feel good about the defense. I also feel good, Merrill, about the offense and the matchup. And when teams play the Eagles and they rely so much on their front to rush the quarterback, okay. The Eagles, that's the strength of the Eagles offense. I like Lane Johnson and Khalil Mack. I like Jason Peters on the left side. I like the interior of the Eagles line. And I love Jeff Stoutland putting a scheme together to make it all work. I read a statistic of which I was unaware, and that is between Fletcher Cox and Michael Bennett. They have combined for more quarterback sacks and quarterback hits than any other two defensive players in the National Football League this year. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that is impressive. And the Eagles are winning at the line of scrimmage. Your thoughts, Merrill, on the Eagles and how they match up off Offensively, and what Doug might do. We saw the approach on Sunday against Washington, 25 consecutive completions, short passing game, get the run game going. Well, this week, the Bears lead the league in run defense, and they lead the league in takeaways, including 27 interceptions. Well, Doug made a statement at his press conference, at his media conference, and he said, if it's not broken, don't fix it. And I think you certainly shade your defense. You tweak your offense to the defense you're going to face. You game plan accordingly. But I don't think you're going to see a vastly different way of going against it. I think he still feels that as good as the Bears run defense is, he's still got to run the ball. I still think that Nick Foles has to get rid of the ball very, very quickly. And he's good at that. I think they have to do a lot of that. And when they have an opportunity to go deep downfield, I think they'll do it. There's not going to be anything where you look at the Eagles and say that they are playing out of character, that they're doing anything vastly different than what we've been seeing during the successful five or six games stretch. Does five wins in six weeks to close out the regular season mean anything going into the playoffs? Oh, yes. You, you believe in the Oh, momentum? I believe in the hot team theory, and oh, they like are that. a hot team. 
Oh, it means a lot. It means a lot in telling you how good they are, and it means a lot to the team in the ever-intriguing development of confidence. At what point does it click in that all of a sudden they believe? And I have the feeling that regardless of what happens in Chicago, they are going in there thinking that they are the best team right now in the league. The confidence factor, Merrill, I'm not sure people understand how important that oh, it's is. it's huge. Huge. And I didn't see a lot of confidence from this team early in the year. There were just things about the Eagles that said they are lacking that certain something, that swagger, that ability. You know, well, I, I know what you're saying, but I think the reason for that is that people said, well, these are the Super Bowl champions. Where are they? Well, you know, some of them were here, mm -hmm. but LeGarrette Blunt wasn't here. Trey, Trey Burton, Burton wasn't here. Bo Allen wasn't here. Vinny Curry. Uh, Vinny yeah. Curry. Timmy Jernigan was hurt at that time. Torrey Smith wasn't here. Going down the list, it was not the same team. So this team, how could they come out and be ultimately as confident as they are right now they couldn't be because they were finding themselves and getting to know each other and play with each other and then add to that they were devastated by injuries in the secondary they were mixing and matching and figuring out how to get four guys in that secondary who could play together and coordinate with one another but right now this team through Good coaching and good team leadership has come together. They play as units. They know what they're doing. We see young people, like we spoke about, suddenly come up and they're no longer rookies. They're no longer free agents. They are NFL players, and that's the way they're playing. Merrill, how do you think this thing's going to play out on Sunday? By the way, the weather is beautiful, 40 degrees. It looks good. Looks good. No fog bowl here. Well, we don't think so. We don't think so. Although we didn't, we didn't, we didn't, not like we saw it coming back in 1988. No, we didn't. And not like we saw the game. No, that's right. <laughs> Merrill, how will this play out? I think it's going to be a very competitive game. I think it's going to be Eagles offense that has been really clicking with Nick Foles against the best defense in the National Football League. I think it's going to be an Eagles defense that is getting better every week against the Bears offense that is average, a little above average perhaps, one that grinds it out. No great deep threats. Not one of these explosive offenses like the Saints, like the Rams have been, like Kansas City can be. I think it's pretty even. I think it's going to be a matter of which team comes in and has a better day, but I think it's going to be a very close competitive game and one that I strongly believe the Eagles are capable of winning. We're going to go back to that statistic that you gave me weeks ago when the Eagles weren't doing well, and it's the turnover factor. I yeah. think the winner of the turnover battle wins, and that sounds simplistic. I'm sorry it sounds trite, but that's the way I feel. That's what determines this game. Well, it will certainly be a factor. It will be a As big it usually factor. Is. Yeah. But in the Washington game, what happened? The Redskins started out on the very first pass, Josh Johnson throwing it to Rasul Douglas. Unfortunately, at the end of a long drive, Nick Foles threw it back to the Redskins. But from there on in, and that's the big thing. You know, you can make a mistake, but you've got to put it out of your mind. Nick Foles came back and he was just as aggressive. That interception was the farthest thing from his mind. And that's what experience gets you. Very often, a young player, he may even be a talent talented young player goes into a big game and he throws the ball away or part of a fumble and suddenly the confidence begins to wane a little bit with Nick Foles 30 years old a veteran in the NFL that's in the past let's go play football let's go play football Sunday 440 at Soldier Field in Chicago the Eagles in the wild card game against the Chicago Bears I cannot wait Merrill you are not alone in that thought <laughs> everybody is on edge ready for Sunday to arrive can you imagine it's 2019 and we've got football it's beautiful who would have look 
who would have thought it Listen, seven I, weeks ago? I will take the blame or look at myself and say, Merrill, you've spoke a little too quickly by closing out the end of the Dallas game, the game at Dallas, by saying, and ladies and gentlemen, for all practical purposes, the playoff chances are gone. And that's what I said. For all practical purposes, and for all practical purposes, they were. But there was nothing practical the next week when the Eagles went out and beat the Rams in Los Angeles. And when that occurred, I started to say, you know what? Anything's possible. Merrill, you deserve a mulligan, and nobody is going to hold it against you. <laughs> can I, can I carry it over to the golf season? You can carry it over to the golf season. <laughs> it's on you. me. Tell the PGA it's on me. Okay. Merrill Reese, the Merrill Minute here on the Eagles Live Podcast. In the broadcast booth, along with Merrill on Sunday, of course, my quick member of the Eagles Hall of Fame, five-time pro bowler, who takes a very critical view of the Chicago Bears and says the Eagles should play well on Sunday against this football team. Here's our press pass with Eagles radio analyst, Mike Quick. Mike, it's playoff time. What's playoff time mean to you? What was it like to be a player in the playoffs? Does it change from the regular season? It changes a lot. Well, first of all, I wasn't there a whole lot, so I don't have a lot to draw on. More than me. But... No, no, it really changes, and you can see that, and just the tempo and practice to me changed when you got to the playoffs, and everyone paying more attention to the details, and I think the game itself, things are moving faster, guys are hitting harder, because they know you're in that situation where it's a tournament, and it's a one-and-done type of tournament. If you don't win, you go home. If you win, you advance, and that heightens everything. And that can also mean that great players play tight, miss the moment, aren't used to the moment, which yeah. begs the question, do the Eagles have an advantage with their playoff experience over a Chicago Bears team where the coach, the quarterback, most of the players have never been in the postseason? I don't know if that necessarily is an advantage, but I think it does help that they were there before. To me, momentum is a real thing. And I think the fact that they're hot now, the Eagles, have this momentum going on now. They have this energy that I think they played with last year when they got to this position. I think all of that is a real factor in this game. That momentum, that energy that they're playing with now, I think if they can bring that where they're the aggressor, I think they they stand a really good chance of winning and advancing. I was counter by saying the Bears have won nine of their last ten games. They're at home. They feel like they're a great football team. Yeah. But maybe they don't know how great a football team they are because they've not been in the postseason. I don't know. Well, in just the one loss, yeah, the quarterback was Chase Daniels. So, right, you don't even really count that. Yeah, I mean, they're really how good are the Chicago Bears? They're really good offensively. They're a solid team. You don't hear a lot about Mitchell Trubisky, their quarterback out of University of North Carolina. He's a solid quarterback. He's really, but he's got so much of a, in my mind, a great supporting cast. The wide receivers are really good. He's got three really good wide receivers and one of the best, most dynamic running backs in football in. Cohen. Yeah, Tariq Cohen. I was talking to Malcolm Jenkins the other day about Cohen. He said what sets him apart is most running backs, they run routes, they catch the pass, two or three different routes. This kid runs every route in the route tree. Yeah. He's a wide receiver in a five foot, what, six inch body. He's five six, but he's listed as a running back, but he's more of a wide receiver. He gets more targets than the wide receivers. He's caught more balls than the wide receivers. He is a problem. In space, he is a problem. He is like a Darren Sproles, a younger, faster version of Darren Sproles. And so how do you match up? What does Jim Schwartz do? Do you modify your personnel groupings? Do you spy him, if you will? Do you make sure you've got a safety or a cornerback, somebody who can run with Cohen when he's split out wide? I don't think you can spy him. I think you have to treat him as a wide receiver and just play him as a wide receiver because that's truly the function of Tariq Cohen is that of a wide receiver. So you're playing nickel all game if you're the Eagles you're playing, defense. You're playing a lot of nickel. Okay. Yeah. Does that worry you at all with the run game of the Chicago Bears? 
No, because I don't think Jordan Howard, I don't think he can beat you in the run game. Yeah, he can get you three or four yards. And, you know, I saw in last week's game, they broke him wide open on the right side and he had a free run to the house if he could run. He doesn't have the speed to do that. You put Tariq Cohen in that situation and, you know, he bangs his head on the goalpost. He's just that fast. It doesn't sound like you're that concerned with the Chicago Bears offense. Not so much the offense. They have defense that I think is second to none. But when I say that, I right away think about last year's game against the Minnesota Vikings when everyone talked about how great the Vikings defense was. They came to Philadelphia and they got shredded. So I look at the Chicago Bears defense. I understand how good they are, how talented they are at all levels because they have all pro type of talent at each level of their defense. But Doug Peterson got hot this time of year last year and he outcoached every coach that he came up against. Doug seems to be getting hot right Right now, Nick's hot. I would not bet against this football team against anybody at this point. Are there any weaknesses, you know, specifically, I don't know, on the edge, cornerback doesn't like to get run at, or defensive end isn't real good at setting the edge? I mean, where are the areas that you try to probe in that Bears defense? I think you just touched it. I think you have to try and run off the edge because that's an area where I think you can make hay. It's hard to run between the tackles against them. And then the short passing game. The Eagles in the last few weeks, they've been so good at getting the ball out quickly because you don't want to hold that ball. They've got tremendous pass rushers, one of the best defensive players in all of football, maybe the best. Some say he's the best. So you want to get the ball out fast. You want to get Sproles in space. You want to get those crossing routes going because they break people open. They confuse defenses many times, and you can get a guy running free because of those mesh routes. And, you know, very similar to when they played the Texans, when they played the Rams, those Defense where guys get upfield and hit your quarterback a lot. I think the game plan is very similar to those game plans. How tough is it to go on the road and win in the playoffs, Mike? The Eagles haven't been there for a while. I think it's tough to win, period, in this league. And it's even tougher when you have to go on the road. But in the playoffs, I like the fact that everybody's even. And doesn't matter how many wins you had in the regular season. You go into the playoffs, it's all square. And you just got to prove yourself one game at a time. And Doug Peterson's got the experience. Nick Foles has the experience. And the Eagles seem very hungry. Do you sense that they're bothered by being underdogs? Do you feel like they're going to use that again in this postseason as a chip on their shoulders, being the team that nobody respects? Well, I don't know if it's that. I just look at the way they've been playing. And if it's the mask, if they're going to bring out the mask because they create a turnover or a big play defensively, or if they use the underdog, doesn't matter. They're playing with that energy now that it's a winning energy. And I think that can be the difference in this game. Well, Mike Quick, have a great broadcast. You and Merrill in Soldier Field. I know that it's a big moment for all of us. We're glad to be back in the postseason, and I'm not sure that a whole lot of people thought the Eagles would make it. You're exactly right. Six weeks ago, the Eagles were pretty much left for dead, but they found some light, and now this team is hot. And I don't think the Bears or any other team is going to be comfortable playing against this team. Let's get a win on Sunday. Mike Quick, thanks so much for joining us again here on the Eagles Live Podcast. You got it. Matt Nagy, a former Eagles coach for one day. He was a player here. He's in his first year with the Bears. He's got a long relationship with Eagles head coach Doug Peterson. He knows Philadelphia, having grown up in Mannheim, Pennsylvania. He's an offensive innovator with a lot of different looks for Schwartz to consider. Earlier this week, I had time to talk with Nagy first about his relationship with Peterson. 
to me, that's been pretty cool to come in as an assistant when Doug was a QC and then to keep following him. And it just goes to show, too, how Coach Reed does things. He builds from the ground up. He builds organically. And I love that about Coach. I think that he tries to teach his people that come in, no matter where you start, he wants to teach you how to do it and then groom you to be able to take advantage of these opportunities that Doug and I both have. And I believe in that. It's Coach Reed. It starts there. He trusts you as a person. You build loyalty through him. And then he takes care of you. And that's what he did to both Doug and I. And now we're trying to do that and pay guys back by doing the same type of thing. I got so many Doug Peterson stories. I got a lot, man. I can't. Usually most of it is when I think of Doug is either golf, you know, of us being out there golfing or probably just him at nighttime when we're drawing cards. It's like nine, ten o'clock at night. We take a little breather and we go downstairs to the cafeteria there at the NovoCare. And he'd always destroy the vanilla soft ice cream server. He'd fill that bad boy up and then put a bunch of rainbow sprinkles on top of it and just devour it. He can crush food. What was your approach with Mitchell Trubisky and what kind of progress have you seen this year? My approach with him coming into this year was just for him to know that it's going to take a little time. We're going to learn together. I'm going to learn how he plays and he'll learn how I coach. So there's going to be some rough patches and we went through those and there'll be plenty ahead of us here in the future. But he's done a great job at handling everything. He's harder on himself than anybody and we appreciate that. But yeah, we want to let him know that we want to you know, help him look at the next play mentality and he's done a great. I think that's been probably his biggest improvement this year is just the next play mentality. What has jumped out of you, Matt, as you watch the Eagles' defense? Everyone always talks about the front four, Brandon and with Fletcher. I know them both personally from being there when we drafted them. You know, you put the, the other guys on the defense together, and I think that Coach Schwartz does a really good job schematically of just letting his players really magnify their strengths that they have. Uh, and in any weaknesses, I think he does a great job at making sure that the players are protected and by scheming on them. So that front four now, I mean, they're, they're getting after you. They get pressure on you without blitzing. And then when they do blitz, it's even more difficult. So, you know, just lots of respect for the players and lots of respect for Coach Schwartz, how he does things. I think he has a great defensive scheme. Okay, one more outside perspective. Former Eagles running back Brian Westbrook, the Hall of Famer, Eagles, and the Bears. How is this one going to play out? Brian Westbrook, it is playoff time for the Eagles. Uh, First, let's talk about the journey to get here. Does this five wins in six weeks, all the trials and tribulations, all the injuries. Does that make the Eagles a more battle-tested team going into the postseason? I think that's exactly what it makes them. It makes them battle-tested. It makes them resilient. This team had a lot of opportunities to give up and say, all right, we're not going to make it. We're not going to work any harder. We're not going to try to win this football game. And to Doug Peterson's credit, they didn't. They didn't give up. He got his team ready to play every single week. They came out to win every single week, and they were able to win a bunch of games down the stretch here and get themselves into the playoffs. That's huge. That tells you a lot about the character of the coaching staff, but also of the team, the leaders that they have on this football team. It's been impressive to watch. And does that momentum carry into the postseason? No doubt about it. That momentum certainly carries in. When you allow a team that, you know, in all conventional thoughts, should not have been able to get into the playoffs, that momentum of that team winning five of the last six certainly rolls right into the playoffs. Our defense is playing lights out football right now. That certainly is going to help when you go on the road. All right, let's talk about the Bears. Impressive, certainly from a defensive side of the ball. Your strategy if you're Doug Peterson, how are you attacking that defense? I think you have to get the ball out quickly. We understand how disrupted that front four is. We understand that their defense has been built on turnovers, getting the ball back. We have to make sure we get the ball out early. We have to stay balanced, make sure the defense has to play the run in the pass, not allowing them just to pin their ears back and get out to the quarterback. And we still have to take some shots. Last couple of weeks, we've taken shots down the field, given our big-time receivers, Alshon, Nelson Aguilar, the opportunity to catch the ball down the field. We have to continue that. How do you feel about Nick, the way he's played, 
played, taking some shots, a little bit banged up here. But certainly everybody rallying around Nick, and he's playing good football. He's playing great football. He's confident. He's comfortable. He relaxes the football team. And there's a lot of times in the games where you're uptight, you know, you're not as loose as you want to be. And when you have a quarterback that steps into that huddle, relaxed, focused, composed like Nick has been, that settles you down a little bit, and that allows you to play more naturally. Nick has done a great job of getting the guys around him to play better. That's the quarterback's number one job. Who is Jim Schwartz circling for the Bears offense. Of course, you want to affect the quarterback. We do that every single week. Allen Robinson has done a great job of catching the ball down the field. You want to stop their running game and turning them to a one-dimensional team. When they have the ability to run the football with Jordan Howard and get Tariq Cohen involved with some of their trickery with their plays, now it's tough for a defense to guard. This offense, if we can make them one-dimensional, now that's the football game that we want to play, and we can get some turnovers that way as well. They do have a lot of tricks up there, so they try to manufacture offense, oh, yeah. don't they? Yeah, Matt Nagy has done a great job of jet sweep and fake jet sweep, throw back to the quarterback. A lot of different tricks that he's applied. You see some of those same things with the Kansas City offense. He's done a great job with that. Now we have to make sure that we're ready for all of those things, contain defense, and not giving up the big play down the field. Brian, what is playoff football like? It's a different level. So as a player, you go from mini camp and then you ratchet it up to training camp. You ratchet it up to the regular season. And then the playoff is the ultimate. You take it up a whole different level. You see guys flying around. You see guys sacrificing their body in a different way. You see guys studying film in a different way. All different types of things. You have to take your play, your teammates play to the next level because it's all about winning and win or go home. And you don't want to be the guy that gets pushed out in that first round. Is it fair to say that an X factor could be Eagles playoff experience and the Bears a young team that's never been there? No doubt about it. Last year, obviously going all the way to the Super Bowl game, winning that, that gives you a certain level of experience. That gives you a certain level of confidence. We can win. Now we have to go on the road and show how good we are. That experience is huge in the NFL. That's why a lot of teams want veterans because they've been around the block. They've experienced things a lot more than younger players. It's going to play a big factor in this game. And now let's dig into the X's and O's. Fran Duffy of the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast talks about his big matchup for Sunday's game. Dave, I don't think it's a secret that you got to block up this Chicago defensive line, and that's going to really be the biggest test for this Eagles offense. How do you handle Khalil Mack, Leonard Floyd, Keem Hicks, Jonathan Bullard, the rest of that group up front for the Chicago Bears? Amy Campbell and I went to the film earlier this week and broke that down on the Eagle Eye in the Sky video breakdown segment. You can check that out on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and the Eagles mobile app. We just went through all the different protection schemes that we'll likely see from the Eagles in this game on Sunday, but when it comes down to a personnel standpoint, you're looking across the board at this group, and it is a very formidable defensive front. Cleo Mack, one of the best in the league. He can win in so many different ways. They line him up at a number of different locations, so it's not like last year, where against Oakland, he lined up across from Lane Johnson snap after snap. That's not going to be the case in this game. They will move Cleo Mack around. He can win inside and outside with speed, with power, with technique, with effort. He's a very, very disruptive player off the edge. Then on the other side, Leonard Floyd, former first-round pick, very loose, very flexible, very bendy, and he's got that burst to close on the football from behind. He's a really good run defender as well. Better than you'd expect for a guy his size. He locks out his arms really, really well, and he's got the ability to hold the point as an edge setter in the run game. And then, Akeem Hicks. I mean, I remember when Greg Cosell and I broke this game down a couple days ago over on the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast, Greg told me that he felt Hicks was the bigger danger in this game because of his ability to win on the inside, matched up against guys like Jason Kelsey, and we'll see if it's Isaac Sayamalo or Stefan Wisniewski, and then obviously Brandon Brooks. But Akeem Hicks, if he's not an elite defensive tackle up to the level of Fletcher Cox, I think he's right 
on that rung right below. I mean, he's got the ability, just like Fletcher, to win with quickness, to win with speed, win with power and technique. I mean, he's got the ability to win in so many different ways. So this whole group, when you look across the board for Chicago, is a big, big test for this Eagles offensive line. Remember how we all felt going into that NFC title game a year ago against Minnesota and that legendary defense, what they did on third down a year ago. That was very, very formidable. Coming to the link for that NFC championship game. This is an equal kind of test here for Doug Peterson and this offense. I'm excited to see how it all plays out on Sunday and then to watch the film Monday morning. And that'll do it for this Eagles Live podcast. Make sure you're with us late on Sunday night from Soldier Field as the Eagles finish up against the Chicago Bears. It's win or go home. It's the NFL playoffs and the Eagles not only want to be in them, they want to do some damage and hang around for quite a while. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks to Brian Thomas for putting it all together. And make sure you join us on Sunday night for the Eagles Live podcast, Instant Reaction. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Have yourselves a great Eagles day and fly, Eagles, fly. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles!